Episode 73 on the Nine Point Start the Dream Podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started with a Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode, we have the Joma Moronu, known as EJ. Well, her last name kind of changed. She got married since we did this interview. But Ijoma started this community called Hashtag Volleyball Goals. And she's using her experience as a pro athlete abroad and her journey to help bring bring together a community. You know, a, a community of, of helping helping aspiring pro volleyball players in the United States and kind of help them show, show them how to how they can achieve that dream as well. So she has a great story here, great journey. Um, she's doing some cool things. Hope you enjoy and let's get to it. So EJ, the question I ask everyone that comes on is, when you're younger as an athlete, what was one of your biggest dreams and goals you want to achieve? So when I was younger as an athlete, I honestly didn't have the biggest dreams. All I knew was my love and passion for volleyball. So in high school, I knew I wanted to try and play college ball. But after that, I really didn't have any huge aspirations that I just ended up going a little bit further than I even thought that I could. Hey, college is a big dream. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's not, it's not a bad dream to have at all. So so what about, so were you always playing volleyball or was that like your, always your, your heart passion? Yeah. So I grew up as a swimmer actually. So from like five years old, I was swimming all the way up until middle school age and I just got kind of burnt out at it. And that's when I started playing volleyball in middle school with my friends. Um, and it just stuck. From then on, I didn't want to play any other sports. And I was just all in for volleyball. And when it came to volleyball, what about it? So, so going from, like, you know, swimming to volleyball is like a different kind of beast, you know, in a sense. Yeah. You know, it's going from being, what, individual to a team. So what made volleyball kind of be the, the sport that you kind of stuck with? I think that's a lot, a big part of why I love it so much, because it is a team sport. I can imagine competing on my own, and I love the connection that I can have with different people. One of my favorite things with my team sport is just having like a built-in friendship. No matter where I go, I know that there are going to be girls that are going to be on the same page as me, supporting me, friends with me, and we're all trying to push and compete for the same thing and reach the same goals. So going on that, you know, when you decided to make that thing for like volleyball, like your your passion, was that always going to be like, I want to use this to kind of go everywhere type deal or is it just, just kind of just for fun? Yeah. So my family is pretty international. So I've always had kind of like traveling in my blood. I'm not originally from the States. My sister went to live in like Marshall Islands and Thailand. So yeah, traveling has always been something that I love. And volleyball was like the perfect vessel to be able to go and do that and still continue to play. Because after college, I really didn't have anything else I wanted to do but keep competing. So where are you from originally? So my mom is Malaysian, my dad is Nigerian, and I was born in Jakarta, Indonesia. Ended up in Texas. Yeah, I ended up in Texas. So at eight, my dad worked for Halliburton, the oil company. Yeah. And so we had a choice to either move back to Jakarta, where I was born, or moved to Texas. And at that time, there was a lot of like political controversy in Indonesia. So my dad made the decision for us to move all the way to the States. And we've been in Fort Worth, Texas ever since then. Hey, Texas forever. Yes, for sure. Now I'm like diehard Texas fan. 
but the funny thing is I got my U.S. citizenship. I was the first one in my family to have it. And the only reason I got it was to be able to go play volleyball abroad because <laughs> it was a lot harder with a Nigerian passport than with an American passport. Like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome. It turned out pretty funny. So for you, when it came to just that whole like recruiting process, was it an easy set for you? No. So whenever I was done playing, I decided to stay and be a student assistant for half the year. And then after that, I was like dead set on playing. Um, I just happened to meet a coach that was in Colorado that was like, are you done playing? And I was like, you know what? I don't think I am. So he gave me a contact. And before that, all I knew was this big agency called Bring It Promotions. And I know that they cater a little bit more to higher athletes, uh, like we were talking a little bit about before. So that connection was like a godsend. And I ended up finding my agent there, and he's still my agent today. Awesome. So before the pro days, what about how was it like in high school and just like to get to college? Was that a, a journey for you, or was that kind of a smooth sailing ride? That was a journey for me also. So I didn't start playing like travel ball until my 17th, 16, 17th year, which now would be like so late. But back then it was like still a little bit late. There were just a few like smaller schools interested in me and... Abilene Christian was closest to home, and I really loved my visit there. But it was, uh, there were visits, and there, I didn't sign until the end of my senior year. So you were like, you're like one of, the, one of the late signers. Yes, I definitely was, yeah. Was it ever in your mind that you weren't going to play in college? You know, it really wasn't. I think my parents raised me to be pretty self-confident and... Like once I have something set in my mind, I just think that it's going to happen. And thank God that 99% of the time that has worked out for me. And I'm, I feel blessed to be able to say that. Law of attraction type stuff. Yeah, exactly. And now I am so into it. I can't, I can talk like for an hour just about that. But I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So you say, you know, you get to college, you're, you're now at ACU. You know, now you're kind of in a new territory, but still playing the game you love. Was the game still the same when you get to college? It was definitely a lot faster. And honestly, going into ACU, I had no expectations of, like, being a starter or, you know, court time expectations. I had none of it. But I just so happened to, like, be given the opportunity to start competing my freshman year. And it was a big jump, especially in the setter position. It's a lot of a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility in that position, especially as a young athlete. So there was definitely a really big learning curve. And I was lucky to have great coaches and great teammates to, to help me through that time because I remember way too many doubles <laughs> that year. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you kind of said earlier that traveling's always been in your blood, right? That, that That's like kind of who you always been. So kind of going back on that part where you said, you, you ended college, and, and someone asked you, are you done playing? If you weren't going to play, what was like your game plan? Was there one? So if I wasn't going to play, I was going to transition into coaching. I got a degree in kinesiology and had been coaching club teams since I was like 15 or so. And I knew that volleyball was still a passion of mine. So in my mind, the only way that I could continue in that passion was as a coach. So that would have been the game plan if playing didn't work out. But it did, 
right? And then yes. and it did, it. and so so you got an agent, and because I because I've been learning a little bit about the whole volleyball world lately, and mm-hmm. and there's no like league inside the U.S., so you have to go overseas. Yeah, exactly. There's no league in the U.S., and it's really unfortunate because there's so much talent in the state, and whenever like every team that I go over to, they're so shocked to know that the U.S. doesn't have anywhere for girls after college to go and compete on a higher level than just like adult leagues for fun. Yeah, and it's like it's like all the all the Americans are going overseas. I'm like, yo, imagine if we put all the Americans in in the like on the same team and just you know and just let them play around the state of city. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and I think that they've tried. They have a grassroots league for men. I don't know if it's still running now, but for me as a female volleyball player um, and like women's volleyball being so big in the States, it was a little disappointing that they tried it out with the men's first instead of trying it out with women's first. But I hope that, you know, that continues to grow and hopefully it can develop into a situation where uh, U.S. players can stay home and compete on our soil. Definitely, because I think I was talking to, to Christy Swaggerty. I think I, I may have said uh-huh. like, you know, And we're, we're talking about this, just how, like, it's amazing how, um, it's not a, I guess, a functional league yet, but yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe one day. Definitely. I think it could happen. So with you, what was the first opportunity, like, to be able to play overseas? It wasn't a shock. You knew, you knew it was going to happen, but what was it like this, to actually make it? Yeah, it wasn't a shock to make it, but once I got there, it was definitely a bit of a culture shock. And, like, on the court and off the court, I played in Copenhagen, Denmark my first season yeah, I really had no expectations. All I had in my mind was that I was just so excited to be able to go play and compete. And, you know, all a 21-year-old is thinking is I get to play volleyball in like another country. This is amazing. But there's definitely so much more to that. What a lot of girls don't know before they go overseas is that level of competition isn't as good as the college that they probably went to because they're hiring us as professionals to raise the level of their teams. And so you don't always land in an opportunity where the girls around you are at the same level as you. And not knowing that going into my first year was a really, it was a really hard thing to overcome. So when you say that, when you started playing, how did you go about that as maybe like as a leader to try to help raise the standards of the people around you? For sure. I think that that is like the best way to look at it. We as athletes from abroad have the opportunity to come in and like mentor these girls. A lot of them are younger than we are, maybe not your first few years, but definitely in the last few years of your career. And you can teach them so much about volleyball on the court and kind of try and build them up to be better athletes as well, because the athlete culture is also different there as far as discipline goes, because for those girls, they're local, they live there, they have jobs, they have school. So it's not the only thing that they're focused on. So how was the food though? You know, going from, <laughs> you know, Texas where, you know, where we got Tex-Mex, got some barbecue. How, how's it like going to Denmark? I got to tell you, I missed tacos and yeah, Mexican food so much. It's a little bit ridiculous. Favorite, but <laughs> place in, in Texas, where, where are you going? Torchies or Chipotle. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're good. They're salt. They're always my first two when I come back home. Torty tacos can't go wrong. So good. But meat and potatoes is like Denmark's thing. So it wasn't too bad. They have like some weird food, like liver paste and like mackerel and curry. 
which really grosses me out. And my now Danish fiance like loves all of that stuff. So I'm going to have to live with it, but <laughs> it's not bad. Meat and potatoes aren't bad. Did you guys meet um, while, while you were getting overseas? Yeah, we met when I was overseas. I played in Denmark for two seasons, but spread out. I After my first season abroad, I ended up going back, moving back to the States and serving as the assistant coach for Adam Christian during our D1 transition. And then I just got the itch again. And it just so happened that the team that I went to the first season in Denmark was in a pinch and needed a setter. So I had the opportunity to go back again. And that's when we met. So with volleyball, I kind of I'm learning that it's like a big community, right? It's like everyone talks to everyone. Like, like it's just it's amazing how, how you all are connected. So for you, was, was there a lot of support for you when you were trying to make the transition? The first time around, there really wasn't because before I went abroad, I knew nothing about professional volleyball. And I didn't even know it existed, to be honest with you, until I was out of college. So going into it, the only people I really knew that were doing the same thing as me were my teammates that were on that same team. And having them was a huge support, of course, but I personally felt a lack of that support, even though the volleyball world is so big and, but so small at the same time, because now, you know, five years into it, I am connected with a lot more players and it's so nice to be able to have a group of people that know exactly what you're going through. Like I said before, going into it, you just have no idea what to expect, but these girls that go through it, know like exactly what you're what you're going through and that's a big part of why I created a little volleyball community called hashtag volleyball goals to kind of bring it a little bit closer in I love that and so so going on that right if someone's listening right now that's maybe a junior or senior in college and wants to go play overseas what would be like the three things that you would just not warn them about but just kind of give them a heads up on Um, the, the process I would say do your research, first of all, and that comes to the agency you sign with, the tour, exposure tour that you pay for, sign up for, the team that wants to bring you over, just do your research. The second thing would be to don't be afraid to have like standards or expectations. So I'm working with another volleyball program also, and we were chatting the other day about his players that were looking for teams. And he's like, whenever you decided to go play college, like what did you base those decisions off of? And she was like, proximity to home, the education, like the coaching staff, like all these things. She listed off all these things. But when they're talking about where she wants to go play overseas, she's like, I think I'd like to go to Spain. And he's like, why? And she says, you know, went on vacation there and she liked it a lot. So it's like, don't be afraid to know what you want out of your experience and be looking for that instead of just like grabbing the very first opportunity that comes up because some people have the most amazing experiences in like Iceland and some people have the like worst experience in Greece. And then the last one would just be to go into it with an open mind. Once you do decide on your team and once you're signed, go into it with an open mind and be grateful for the opportunity, grateful that you're there. Like things can be tougher than you think that they're going to be. But at the end of the day, you're a professional athlete. You're being paid to play the sport that you love and you're getting to explore a new culture and it's opening your mind and your world. Like you can't even believe if you let it. Love it. So this hashtag volleyball goals. So how did that just come about? So 
you know, I have my best ideas in my dreams. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? So I usually just like wake up in a panic, like, oh my gosh, this is a thing and it needs to be a thing in real life. And then like, I will not stop working on it for the next like two weeks and just be like all into it. So that's how it came about. But really the inspiration behind it was the players that I coached at ACU, actually. I still keep in contact with them and would talk to them every once in a while. And like, they're so like proud of me and happy for me for being able to go back into playing after, you know, two seasons off coaching with them. And at one point, one of them was like, EJ, you're hashtag volleyball goals. So that's kind of what spurred everything along. And I wanted to create a resource for girls like them that don't have any idea about professional volleyball, love the game, don't want to stop playing, but have no idea what to do. So yeah, that's how it came about. So basically, this was your way of giving back to the sport. Definitely. Like, I love volleyball so much. I love that I got the opportunity to play abroad. And I just want girls in the States to know that there are options other than, like, not playing or paying, you know, $5,000 to go for a week to play. And then you maybe get a contract, maybe don't, which totally works for some girls. But it's not the only option. So what year did this whole thing start? It came about about two years ago now. And we've been growing slowly. One of the first things we did was create a Facebook group just to connect the athletes that are already abroad. And then for girls that are interested in playing to join, they can ask them questions directly. Like if a player abroad is having a struggle or a question about contract, uh, their playing situation, wants to know about the playing situation in a different country that they're interested in going, like all of this stuff can happen in this community. Is it only women or is the men involved too? Or You know, it's only women right now. I'd like to expand to men as well. I just haven't quite figured out how I'd like to do that yet. But yeah, it's definitely open to both. Awesome, awesome. In this community, whatever, how, I'll put it this way. If you could describe the community in like, like five adjectives, what would it be? Five adjectives. I'm really bad at English, so if I say these adjectives, <laughs> don't make fun of me. I would say strong. Learners, learners, an adjective. I think that's that. Maybe learners. That works. Um, <laughs> strong learners, open, heart-driven, and capable. So something I learned from starting nine point is that that like like the way I describe it is how I want to describe myself. So mm-hmm. for you, those five words, those words you want to use to describe yourself. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I mean, I don't. I don't want to be in the middle of hashtag volleyball goals. Like I want it to grow into something that is a function on its own. And it's just some, something that is everybody's. But at the same time, like I want it to have the same heart as I do. Definitely, definitely. So with you, like, as this just turning progresses, so are you still playing overseas? Is that something that you still want to do or you kind of want to focus more? On, I know you have a business as well. Yeah, so right now I am still trying to figure out my contract for next season. I'm getting married in July to yeah, my Danish fiance. Um, thank you. And we're planning on settling or being in Copenhagen in the fall. So I'm looking into either coaching or playing in Denmark next season. So no more Texas. You know, no more Texas, but <laughs> he's promised me summers in Texas. So uh, that's a bad trade off the summers in Texas is it's humid. <laughs> You know what? I'd rather, after enduring like a Danish Scandinavian winter, Texas summer is like 
nothing. It's fine. I'll take it. Like I'd rather. It just sounds sounds good. Did he play it as well, or is he- yeah? Uh, he plays volleyball also, so he played for the same club as I did whenever I came over. He's he was a setter also, yeah. Oh, so it's perfect. But what else do you have going on? I know. So what kind of business do you have? So a little bit before I started hashtag volleyball goals, I started a virtual assistant business. My sister also has a podcast, the Happy Lawyer Podcast, and she needed some help with her just administration tasks and like uploading podcasts, show notes, all the boring stuff, um, and. I really enjoyed helping her like reach her goals just through doing administration tasks because I've always just been very like organized and task driven. So being able to see how that helps her like take away stress, free up her time while like doing something more with my time than just like Netflix, which is totally fine because my first year I was all about Netflix abroad. But after I saw that I could help her, I decided I wanted to start helping other people and it was another one of those overnight moments. So I just opened up shop, started my business, started taking clients. Yeah, and now I have a virtual assistant business. You're like a legit doer. <laughs> I really am, which is so, it just like happens. None of this like is planned out very far in advance. I just get an idea in my mind and I'm like, okay, this would be awesome. Hey, the podcast started, it's called, it's called Started With a Dream. Yeah. So you, it's like, hey, you get the dream and you just go. <laughs> Yeah, literally the night before the dream came, and then it happens. That's how it works sometimes. So, yeah. so what's next for you? You know, as as the wedding comes, as you're as you're learning more with hashtag volleyball goals, what's next for you? There's a lot of things going on, um, but my we're launching our website in the next month or so. Hashtag volleyball goals, and it's going to be like we talked about a resource for girls that are wanting to go play abroad. It's going to host volleyball players that are trying to play abroad their profiles for free so that they can get more exposure it'll have agent reviews club reviews which is something that is like not it's not a thing so that athletes can just see other people's experiences in these different places so yeah I'm super excited about that and then with my virtual assistant business I am scaling trying to scale to full-time by August um, so I'll be doing that during the daytime while either coaching or playing at night, all while play, planning my wedding. So hopefully after July 7th or July 19th, I'll be a lot less busy. I'm loving that. So last question for you, you know, so, so where are you at? Where can people find more about you and, 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 and the website and everything you're doing? So you can find me on Instagram at hashtag volleyball goals. And then from there, you can find my personal page, Ijoma S. Moronu, I-J-E-O-M-A-S-M-O-R-O-N-U. My hashtag volleyball goals website is just going to be hashtag volleyballgoals.com, all spelled out. Um, And if you are an aspiring volleyball player abroad, we would love for you to join our Facebook community. And you can just search hashtag volleyball goals in your Facebook browser. Love it. Ijoma, I said it right, correct? Yeah, Ijoma, Nigerian. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Ijoma, it was great talking with you, just learning more about your journey. And I think and I want everyone to find a way to get you guys or, or you all like like featured more on, on Nine Point. Because I think there isn't a resource yet for volleyball. And I think you guys can really be that that voice yes. and that, that outlet. We would love that. Thank you. Oh, definitely. Well, enjoy Texas. Eat, eat some torchies. Eat some queso. 
Yeah, I'm yes. going to get it all in this summer after okay. the wedding. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Enjoy the rest of your day and talk soon. Thank you. You too. Bye. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.